0: Hello, and welcome to Reflections with Raja. My name is Raja Butter, and I use they, them pronouns. I am so excited that we are having some incredible people on the show. Um, This is something that I have been wanting to talk about for a long time, and with someone that I have had the pleasure of knowing for um, almost 10, 11 years at this point. And uh, we've had very similar academic journeys and professional journeys and, and uh, lots of overlap. And I um, I feel like there's people that come into our lives because they have spiritual messages to give us. And I think this person is one of those people. And so I'm so excited to welcome Sherejanae Lindsay today, um, Dr. Sherejanae Lindsay, to the Reflection Project podcast. Welcome. How are you today?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Good, good. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for for uh, making time for this amidst mm-hmm. all the things that are happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, this is a podcast about really trying to use the power of storytelling um, as a form of healing. And I think that we've, you and I have talked quite a bit about that in the past. So I'm hoping some of that will come out. Um, so um, let's start with a, a simple question, if you will. Um, what's your story, Sharjanae?
1: Oh, my story! Um, you know, I think that my story is ever moving and ever changing, and I sometimes think that I know what it is, and it changes a lot, sure. I think, in general, I would say that um, I grew up being a very shy child, um and uh, and I think that really permeated through a lot of my life of wanting to be in the background and being okay with things connecting with everybody else and um, the focus being on other people um, in the background is really, was really comfortable for me. Um, and I, and I think it took me a really long time to um, realize that I wasn't supposed to be in the background and that I had a gift and a story that needed to be centered. Um, Cause I think that there's a lot of, pieces within me that feel like, well, why, why me? Why should I be the one who is in the center? And so I think a lot of my story is getting over the fact that um, the difference between being, um, being arrogant and having a gift, right? Like I feel like like this small borderline um, that I think I've been fighting most of my life. Um, and so uh, that is what my life journey has been, is is recognizing that um, a gift is okay to be, to, to grab onto and to grasp. And so I would say that it wasn't until, hmm, I want to say graduate school, um, as a master's student, that I started to recognize that I had skills and I had abilities and I was Um, connected to others and um, really started to do a lot more diversity work at that time and and supporting people with connecting with identities because that was my thing for a very long time was that identity development was really important and and folks needed to find ways to show up whole and that was about helping people connect with their identity. Um, And then uh, I recognized that that wasn't maybe all it was supposed to be for me. Um, and that was, a took me a long time to get to that place too. Um, and that, um, took me probably to my professional career, um, when I was a director of diversity affairs and, um, being in that position for four years, um, I started to become stagnant and feel like diversity work wasn't enough. Um, and, uh, that's when I, um did semester at sea as a way to kind of process and think um, and uh, had my first really spiritual experience um, with semester at sea um, that really opened up my eyes to who I am. And so I feel like since then, I've been on the spiritual journey. Um, and so a lot of my story is about connecting with my spirituality and understanding the gifts that I have and using them uh to, to support others. So I I think that that's part of my story, I guess.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, if I can dig a little deeper, is there a particular moment on that journey that you were like, Oh, so there was was like a turning point or something that like sits with you right now?
1: Yes. Um, so, um, we were, uh, we went to Ghana, Mm. um, and, um, First of all, just being in Africa, period, as a Black person is like a huge deal. Um, And I remember growing up having this whole conversation around going to the motherland and how important that was, but I don't think we really even understood what that meant. Um, And um, so once we got to Ghana, um, there was already this feeling of this is extremely important um, building up in me. And... um, we, the folks that I was traveling with at the time, you went to the slave dungeons and um, there's definitely a lot of like, you can't help, but to feel the spirit um, there. Like it's like, if you, if you don't feel that, like, I don't understand. Like I I just, I don't connect with that. But that wasn't really even the really big piece. It was just this, I was processing this the whole day, um, whole three, I think we were there for three days. And when we were pulling away from port um, after leaving Ghana, I just remember feeling like so sick in my stomach that I was leaving. Mm, mm. Um, and I just was like, could just feel this feeling of like, why do we have to leave here? Um, and uh, so, you know, as you know, everybody goes to the, um, goes to the deck to kind of watch the watch us pull away from port. And so we're all sure. doing Um And as I'm looking out um, at the port, I hear please don't make me leave. Don't make me leave. I don't. Mm. And it was like my voice, but it was clear that it wasn't me. Um, and I was like, Whoa. And then I just started this, like, I call it heavering crying. Um, and I couldn't catch my breath and some, a friend had, would try to like, you know, have this nice conversation with me and I couldn't even speak to them. Um, and it was just very clear that spirit was real in that moment. Um, And I would say it's the first time I ever heard spirit really speak to me. Um, So it was just like, what is is that about? And it kind of, how I felt about my blackness even, Um, because it, I I think I spent a lot of my life feeling like I wasn't black enough um, and that I didn't have these quintessential Black experiences a lot, um, whatever that means, because, you know, that that's not a thing. But um, but there's definitely this feeling of, like, y- you're not enough. Um, and there, in that moment, there was just, like, clearly I'm connected to this place. Um, you know, I'm, I, I have a history. Um, and it, it was a beautiful moment. Um, a little scary, to be honest, too, but it was, it was a beautiful moment.
0: Yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. I, I, you know, I think, um, being South Asian, it was not the same to go to Ghana, but I think for me, going to Ghana was the first time we were, I I was on the African continent as well on semester at yeah. my voyage and a good friend of mine, it was interesting to see how he shifted and his whole experience was such an emotional journey, um, that I, you know, I think I in- intellectually understood, but to actually see someone go through it and, um, I don't know why i'm getting emotional but like you know just to okay. see even now how that that moment sticks with him and being in um in some of the dungeons and uh, there's like one room below the church room right at least in Cape Coast there's like where a lot of the slaves were uh, or the a lot of the captured indentured people were held yeah. before they were put on ships and stuff and to kind of walk into that room and just to feel that's the the histories and the stories and the the voices come through in ways that I didn't think I expected um uh, yeah and I and I you know it's it's it was powerful beautiful and and sad all at the same time
1: yeah and I and I think you you know you read about it or you learn about it or in some ways you learn about that and it it just doesn't make it I'm going to use the word real because I can't think of anything else but like it it doesn't make it as real until you're like there And you're standing on the soil. uh, You're standing on the ground, and you're like, their blood is in this ground. Their, you know, their the their cells are in this ground. Like I'm walking where ancestors walked, and like it it just completely shifts your understanding of yourself um, in a in a way that still completely impacts me today like even as I'm talking about this like it's like I'm seeing the moments that I was walking there like I I can yeah. see my mind um and it's it's extremely impactful and I, and I think it wasn't a mistake that I was on that trip and I went there like it was all pre-designed for me to be there on purpose um and and it it was extremely impactful and it still is yeah oh thank you for sharing
0: that I really appreciate that um so I think you've talked a little about kind of your gift earlier, um, and connected to your journey. What is what is your gift to the world?
1: I feel like there's so many answers to that. Like, and and I don't mean that in a really like um, <laughs> more important way. Um, I mean it as in um, I, I think that my first gift is that I feel like I'm I am a listener. And I really truly care about people and I'm a nurturer. Mm. Um, and so I don't have to know you well to care about your existence, right? And I and I feel like everyone should should really operate from that space. But I, I feel like that is part of my gift is that I want, I seriously want everyone to live their best life and and live the be their best selves. And not and not in like in this cheesy way, but like I think when we are walking in our purpose, whatever that may be, like every aspect of our lives falls into place and we show up better for others because we're walking in our purpose. Mm -hmm. And and so for me, I feel that part of that um, gift of my walking in my purpose is just being supportive and a nurturer for folks and just being present for folks. Um, And, um, you know, folks talk about holding space for people and being able to like just hold it and be present for folks. And, and I feel like I try really hard to do that um, because I know what it means for me to have that. So I think that that may be one thing, um, but I think ultimately um, maybe the bigger thing is, I don't even know if it's bigger, is um, I'm a healer, but when I even say that out loud, that's really connected to the first thing um, is that I think, um, uh, Part of my life's work is to to heal others, and and I don't think um, there's healing in the space of, um, I'm a Reiki practitioner. I do Reiki, and I can heal in that space. But then there's this healing of my friendships. I'm going to be present for you and, and support you, and in, um, and then that way that can be healing because I listen to you and and I'm not judgy, right? Um, like you can tell me anything that you have done and I, like, you're not going to phase me. Um, and I really just want you to, to, to be okay. And so in that sense, that could be, I'm a healer, um, in my academic life, um, as a professor, um, I try really hard to tap into what's really scary for students. And when they don't want to connect and don't want to talk in class, um, I often, um, can connect with my empathic self and know what's going on in the room. And so I'm gonna say something that's gonna get someone to talk or um, or I'm just gonna let us be quiet because maybe that's what we need in that space. Um, and so in that sense, I could be a healer of just providing space of, of letting people exist as their full selves, instead of feeling like there's a certain way you have to be as an academic in the classroom. I, I kind of just want things to be how they are. And so in that space, I'm a healer. Um, so I think I guess overall that's my thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. And what an important gift, right? The ability to be present. I think that's something I still continue to struggle with because I don't think it's part of our culture, particularly as we're told to like multitask and get all these things done and our productivity is so much the focus of value. Um, I think for me, I think a lot of my own journey has been around um, how to just stop and listen present, you know, just to be fully, mindfully, bodily, soulfully present to mm-hmm. who's in front of me, what's happening, what they're talking about um, and how hard that is and yet what a gift that is when we can do that for someone.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I had a, I had a friend who um, I was struggling in my doc journey and he told me sometimes you have to redefine what produ- production means and what productivity means. Um, and um, I actually just shared that with a student because of similar things of like wanting to get something done with the day. And I think our culture is very much task-oriented in task oriented and getting tasks and we are a world of achievers. And so we feel like we need to achieve. But if we define production as uh, holding space or production is also about creating connection for folks to show up whole like that that can be part of the production like why can't that be part of the production piece and so we're both getting what we need like so you're you're um, holding on to creating this more fuller aspect for folks but then also you are being productive you're you're doing this thing you're creating space and you're you're um, adding to the the love of the world and I think that the, that's good too yeah
0: that, that totally makes sense so that's actually a really great segue to my next question for you what is something that we can all do to make the world better if you were like you know if you had like a magic wand or like if you became the the queen of the universe and was like okay everyone's gonna do this to make the world better what would it be
1: um to recognize our interconnectedness mm-hmm. um i think that when you Recognize that who you show up as impacts how somebody else shows up, and your success is someone else's success, and their success is yours. Um, I, I think you walk differently through life because um, you really want the best for others, and you want them to want the best for you, and and it stops becoming a competition, and it it starts to become about love, and um, and it becomes about sharing ourselves in a way that we can all exist and grow and, um, and and really take care of each other. So if we think about our interconnectedness in a way of, of it's not just about me, even though our culture is very much me-centered, um, but when we recognize that we're spiritual beings, that everyone is a spiritual being, um, and that the, um, the power that each of us holds, uh, when we're able to tap into that and recognize that how I hold space for others, how they hold it for me, how they love me, how I love them back, how I uh, allow people to just show up as they want to show up, that that creates a space for me to be able to do that too. And so that we're really interconnected. So I think if the, if the world could get on board with the idea of like interconnection and, um, you know, really that Ubuntu idea. um, And though sometimes I hate to say that because I think people like to take terms and words and uh, misappropriate them and 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 make them cheesy, but really the concept of I am because you are, really, really is key. It really is, and if we can think about our interconnectedness, I think we'd be in a better place.
0: Yeah, no, I I so appreciate the the way you frame that, because I think you know we so talk about living in a globalized world or just a a larger interconnected world, but it seems to be such a corporate and again product and human value oriented. Yeah conversation versus like for me at least it goes back to this buddhist idea of interbeing right and the fact that Mm -hmm. there is interconnectedness like you said and like everything is there are there is a push and pull to everything and everything is you know every action has a consequence and a a Mm -hmm. reaction and so how do i know how do we how do we can think about what am i putting out and how does that impact what i get back right Yeah, Yeah, yeah i love that thank you um so, you know, I think you talked about being a healer and I, I know as someone that also shares a similar vibe, that it's, it's mm-hmm. hard work. Um, and it's in some ways, um, I don't know if it's taxing, but it's, it'll, it's, it requires us to use more than our, just our physical energy. Mm-hmm. So what nourishes you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it maybe depends on why I feel depleted. Right. Um, I think in in general, nourishment for me comes in meditation, um, and and getting quiet, and um, talking to my spirit guides, and trying to tap into my ancestors, and 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 that sort of piece that really um, fills me. Um, and at minimum, it gives me like a, a a space to kind of just stop for a moment. Um, so I think that that overarchingly is really important to me. Um, but sometimes I get nourished just by spending time with my dog. Um, and, um, uh, my dog's name is Sage and, uh, you know, I named her that well before I was like really connected to, to spirituality. And I don't think that that's a coincidence. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, um, sometimes she can really just keep me in a space of comfort and relax and, times when I want to be angry, she doesn't let me be. Um, Like she'll crawl on my lap and then you can't help but like be engaged with her. And so uh, that really fills me a lot too, when I'm like trying to be angry, like I want to be in my angry space. Let me be. And she won't let me. Um, So that, that's helpful. Um, Good conversations with friends um, really nourishes me. Um, Especially right now. um, I, I feel like I need more connection with people more than I, usually do. Um I'm an introvert and so I'm cool with being in my house by myself, but right now I'm not really jamming on it. Um it is really frustrating. Um and so when I'm able to like connect with friends like that really makes it easier and that really gets me through the days. Um and then other than that, um a really good book um sometimes will just feed my soul. Um I haven't been able to read for pleasure in a really long time. Um, But when I do, I get really just, like, in it. Like, I'm a character in the book. I'm a whatever. Mm. And it feels really good to just, like, disconnect in that way. Um, And so that really gives me joy. Um, And music of any, like, music is just amazing. It's so healing. Um, And uh, I don't know if you've um, connected with D-Nice, who's a DJ. Oh, yeah. He's been having all these parties quarantine club quarantine I just it gives me so much peace and ways that I didn't know that I needed um to like listen to these songs that I haven't heard since I was a kid or um or just you know current things that just make me get up and move that I wouldn't do on my own um it has really like it really got me out of a funk that I was in for a while and so um, cutting on some really good music lately has really been nourishing to my soul that's awesome
0: i this morning, I started my day with some um some chai and some india re oh. so was like thats I just needed that, and like India always just gives me gives me in a good mood yeah. uh, and her yeah. lyrics I just like I'm not a big lyric person, but I'm like mm-hmm. you know for her, I can just like sit and jam and like just having that twenty minutes of just listening to. Right. And then last night, I think for me, I was trying to chill down a little bit. I was to like, Anushka Shankar and some sitar, And like, it is amazing how that can shift our energies, right? And, and knowing yeah. some of those little buttons that work for us or that don't work for us is so helpful.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
0: I love that. Um, so, I mean, in the work that you do, I'm sure you have a million people that also, you know, are connected to you. Um, you know, who are some people in, in the
1: world that inspire you? oh geez um inspire me you know I'm really inspired by people who follow their dreams and so it's not even like a one person in particular like I can't name people but like it's even to the point like I'll watch like these little like music shows or whatever and folks are like in tears because they got passed on to the next phase and I'm like in tears with them. Like, that's so great. I'm so happy. And like I don't know y'all. I don't care. but it, it makes me really happy. And it just there's something about having a goal and a dream and um and just uh going after it. Like there's just something about that for me. Um that I think is really beautiful. And uh so that's um So that's who's inspired me folks who just chase their dreams because I have dreams that I'm worried about facing sometimes, or I feel like, you know, again, it goes back to this, who am I to like have this dream? Like, you know, I'm, I have a degree. I should just work in my degree. I should work in this job that is a guaranteed paycheck or um, whatever. And I, and I have all these dreams and I, and I've held back on them for so long. And so I think there's something in me when I watch those shows or, Uh, I see somebody get, you know, the thing that they wanted that really gets me excited and inspires me because I'm like, if they can do it, I should, I should do it too. Like, why not? Um, so that, that's really, that really does it for me. Yeah. I
0: love that. I think that I I had that same feeling of, I just spent 13 years in school for this degree. Mm -hmm. And now what does it mean to maybe not do that? Um, with a, like you said, a stable paycheck or whatever it is, um, Mm Especially in this time right now, um, and so I've, I've noticed that well, it's it's easy for the the self doubting to creep in,
1: yeah. um,
0: just because I think we have so much time to just sit and reflect and think. And yet I, you know, I think I have to always go back and remind myself to that this is the path, this is the journey, and that we are, you know, all we can do is do what feels right in our heart, and, and know that one of my other uh, guests last week talked about. Um, that we are worthy right and, yeah. and that we ha- you know this is part of our birthright to be able to follow our dreams and and that you know our ancestors in many ways of yeah. different backgrounds and identities have worked so hard um to allow us this you know as like today i'm wearing a shirt that has um Marshall p johnson and Byron rustin and uh, celia rivera and just even think about like our queer ancestors right of people right. that have um fought and written and engaged and and become, you know, these incredible figures because they were not afraid to dream and live what the, what they wanted to be versus who they were supposed to be in the society that they lived in.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that takes me in a whole other space, Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially when you're talking about queer identity, like that super resonates for, with me. And, and, um, you know, I've shared with you before that, you know, I came out later in life and like, I've only been out for two years. I'm 42 now. And, um, there is, there was a part of, um, being okay with that. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and and kind of being okay with being different than who I thought it was, if that makes sense. Right. Like, and that's just really kind of connects to me this thinking about like having a degree and I'm not going to do, I may not do what's in this degree, but then also, I'm not following the script of my life that I thought I had already mapped out, um, and and so when I started to recognize, oh yeah, you're probably queer. Um, <laughs> it was it was kind of the shedding of what well, everyone expects me to be. This everyone has known me as this. Um, I can't be something else, uh, especially this late in my life. But then when you th- when you think about folks throughout history who uh, showed up in ways that I am dragging my feet to show up in. And they showed up in a time when it was much more scary um, or could have in some ways is much more scary. It makes me like, uh, get it together and like, and just own yourself, own who you are. Um, And I am so much more happy. My life has changed so much. since, and I wish I would have known this when I was younger because I would have been a lot more nicer to myself hmm. <laughs> um but its it's a it's an interesting journey, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and how do we al- allow ourselves to be okay with the journey as it is right I think for me that's what I struggle mm-hmm. with is um being like, yeah, I know I could have done things differently, and yet here I am, and I'm doing okay, and I'm alive, and so this morning you know is like every morning is a gift, right we're not guaranteed this day right. um You know, yesterday I just saw that um, Irfan Khan, who's a a well known artist and theater person in India, just passed away of cancer. He was 53. Um, And someone that I just have always admired because he just always feels genuine, even in his interviews, but also in his acting. He's just so freaking talented. Um, And so there's been a lot of death in the world, right? And so often I think for me, I get scared by that because then I feel like, why am I thinking about death so much? And yet I think that allows me to then shed all the kind of the societal pressures that i feel to do things in a particular way because i'm like we might not get it tomorrow and so am i the question that i've started to ask myself at night is am i happy with today right uh and that could be simply because i sat and watched netflix all day um and part of me there's a part of me that's like oh well i could have done this or i could have been done that or i could have talked to this person And yet then I have to remind myself, yeah, but that's not what I did. I chose to do something different and I'm, I'm okay with that.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard sometimes to be okay with that. Right. Because we, Mm -hmm. we get this message, like one, going back to that piece about being productive, like you're supposed to be getting things accomplished and whatever. And, and sometimes it's the, the moments when we're still is really the things that are really important for our growth.
0: Yeah, I love that. The moments that we're still or the moments that are important for our growth. That's a beautiful statement right there. I love that. <laughs> uh, I love it. Trademark. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this has been such a wonderful conversation and I know that we can continue to talk for hours and I hope we will continue to talk mm-hmm. for hours. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your healing in the world um, and sharing your journey with myself, and all of our listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. This is so exciting. um, And I am excited to see your journey continue to flourish and thrive. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. Um, This is Reflections with Raja, um, with our guest, Dr. Shere Janae Lindsey, a a deep, 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 Mm -hmm. wise soul, Mm -hmm. um, and someone that we will continue to engage with uh, as we go forward. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Much fun. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
0: A special thank you to the musicians from a band called Kabbalistic Village and a song called Bar the Happiness.